Welcome to the Balanced Upline Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Carmichael, and I am here because I wanted to create the perfect podcast, the one I wish I had when I first started my network marketing journey. So here we will talk about strategy, skill set, mindset, and social media to take your business from part-time to full-time. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Balanced Step Line podcast. I have one of my really good friends, Lisa, here today, and she is in my coaching program. So we have the same coach with the Weber Co., and she is a sales strategy master. So she has her own program, um, and she helps create confident closers. So Lisa, do you want to tell us a little bit about you and uh, maybe your story? Yeah, and Whitney, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, so I'm a sales and mindset coach and I have over a decade of commission sales experience. I started working in the uh, hospitality and retail industry, and then I have six years working in automotive sales. So now I focus on helping creative, creative service providers and life coaches to master the art of sales without feeling sleazy. Um, because that's something that really turned me off from ever wanting to have a career in sales. But I believe that when we show up as the expert and we can sell our services confidently, we're able to actually help more of our potential dream clients also increase our bottom line and then create a solid foundation for the businesses that we work in. And all of that matters because we're worthy and capable of living a life that we're excited to lead. Oh, that's so good. And you helped me so much. We had one call together and it was like breakthrough after breakthrough is the perfect time. It helped me close the clients that I have now. Um, so what got you into sales? Well, it's funny because like I mentioned, I never actually wanted to work in sales. I was always really turned off by it and I never wanted to sell anything to anybody. Um, but I had been working at a dealership. I was working in business development, booking appointments and bringing in new customers to the dealership. And they kept telling me like, you'd be great at sales. You'd be really good at this. You know, I'm sure like for, in your case, you probably had friends who got you into network marketing and they said something similar like that to you. Right. And you know, you're not really sure. Um, but eventually I was studying part-time while working there and I took a class on rhetoric and we were looking at one of the presidential campaigns for Trump. And it was just amazing for me to see the power of the language and the words that they used in his campaign and how they were able to win that election, which, you know, it, it could have gone either way. So that really made me think more about the power of language. And I had some great management who really suggested that I get some more training and with training, it was still a challenge. Um, but within a few months, I'd say within three months, I started to feel like, okay, you know, I'm not riding this bike smoothly yet. I'm still on two wheels, but I'm at least not constantly crashing the bike. So it took me it's about a year, I'd say, of full commission to really feel more confident and comfortable with the sales aspect. I love that <laughs> the power of language that you said. That's so true. And that I know that because I get sold like sometimes on a, because they're using my lingo or because of uh, the way they put things. It's it's so crazy. The psychology behind it. Um, OK, next question. Why do you think so many network marketers struggle with sales and closing? Ooh, wait, that is a great question. Um, I think there's a few different things here, but I think it starts off with not really having a true understanding of what closing means and how that plays into their business. I mean, if they're thinking about it from a standpoint of like, oh, I need to hit this goal this month, or I need to sell this month, that's going to motivate you to sell, but that's not going to actually lead to you closing a client. So the most important thing that I think a lot of network marketers don't consider is understanding the end game there um, and understanding what really motivates their potential client to actually buy into their product. Yeah. 
Um, so that really requires you to understand the value of the product, but then also remembering what that product did for you when you first started using it really and stepping into that. So I think that's, that's one of the most powerful foundations you can lay for yourself when it comes to closing. Um, but I think, so that lack of understanding there really doesn't set them up for success to know, okay, well, what does this journey look like for a customer? When I first reach out to them, are they going to buy today? Are they going to buy in four weeks? Are they going to buy in four months? And that can be discouraging, especially when you're starting out, if you don't have a picture of what the average sales cycle looks like for your clients, right? Like, like I said, is it one, one day, four weeks? How does that look? Um, the next thing that I think is something they may struggle with, with closing is not reflecting on the interactions with people who they have closed, right? So if you've closed a client and they've purchased your product, you're like, yes, right? That's such a great feeling. It feels so good and you're so excited, but you're kind of riding that excitement wave. And if you're not looking at the dynamic of that conversation and, and looking back and going, okay, what did I do well? What was, what was the exchange like here? What was the turning point? And really reflecting on that, I think that sets you up to constantly be in this like hamster wheel of just trying to reinvent the wheel and not really having full awareness on what closes your clients. Oh, that's so good. What do you uh, recommend that we do as network marketers? Like maybe have like a weekly reflection or after every um, conversation, like whether they closed or not closed, like what could I have done better? What worked, what didn't work? Yeah. So it's funny because I actually have written down here, something that you always talk about is making a, a duplicatable system. And so if you can look at maybe I'd say at least once a month, if you're overwhelmed by this, right? Because the challenging part when you're selling online is that your conversations, there's no definite beginning and end. It can happen over days or weeks or months, right? So once you've had someone who has closed, that's a good starting point is going back and really looking at the high level dynamic of that conversation and asking yourself, what did you do well? How did the prospect respond? And you know, what was the turning point and understanding those key pieces and then starting to come up with a system that you could duplicate for yourself, which is what I know you teach a lot in your program. Yes, yes. The duplicatable system is everything in network marketing. It's like, and one of my mentors always says, it's not about what works for you. It's not about what works. It's about what duplicates. And it's so true. If you're wanting to rank, especially, you have to have a team that's winning and not just you. Um, so I, I think that's really good. And I think once a month is a great starting point too. That's with network marketing too. One A month is like um, usually how long it takes to to get to the next rank or the volume might start over every month. So it's kind of like we look at everything on a one month basis anyway. Huh. Yeah. And I, sorry, on to touch on that, when I worked in automotive sales, it was the same thing for us. We had monthly goals. And so there was this big push towards the end of the month. So you're kind of exhausted. And if you can set that as like the beginning of the month, uh, a task for you to do, it almost sets you up for success and puts you in the right headspace as opposed to thinking, okay, you know, I hit my goal. Now I can kind of relax a little bit and you might coast for a week or two. Instead, it kind of gets you right into the flow of selling again. That's so good. And I, um, another one of my mentors used to say something similar. He would say, think of it as like a horse race, like the horse that, um, goes really hard in the beginning. And then, you know, they're exhausted by the end or some horses, um, you know, just kind of coast. And then at the end they sprint, he's like, you have to think of the horse that wins always just goes that steady pace, like keeps the momentum going throughout the whole race. And I was like, dang, that's so good because I do have this push at the end of the month towards like, okay, I can do this. I need to, you know, and then that last week is like all nighters and, you know, not fun stuff or buy ended up buying more products. So you hit that rank. Yeah. And I'm sure you'll, you'll notice this too. 
like, I don't know the companies that you're with or if this is standard, but we always had promotions for the sales staff at the beginning of the month to try and front load so that we could not have everything happening all at once because that just promotes burnout. Right. So if you have any sort of, um, promotions like that within your network marketing company, absolutely take advantage because, um, it's there for a reason. That's a great idea. Promotions at the beginning of the month. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Um, next question for you. What are some sales strategies? And I know you've told me like at least two or three that have helped you close your clients. So yeah, I could go on for days about this. Um, this is, this is probably the hardest part of sales, right? Is knowing that there are actually strategies. It's just like anything else in life. If you play soccer or if you, um, swim, there's always different strategies to your speed, your pace, your style. And that's the same thing with closing. And so the most important closing tool or strategy that I have is listening and adapting. So I, I previously studied journalism and worked in broadcasting and that skill was really honed for me in that industry. And that's what I believe made me stand out so much in the automotive industry because people are constantly, okay, how can I sell? How can I convince this person to do this? Or how can I help them see the value here? When really um, people learn more and consume more and convince themselves more when they're the ones having that experience, when they're the ones speaking, when they're the ones coming up with the information, if you're just presenting it to them, there's less of a transition there or less of a shift. So knowing that if you can ask great questions and guide them along that way, as opposed to just like, here's a product, this is why it's great. They're not going to have as much of a connection to it as opposed to if you ask them a great question that gets them thinking about how this plays into their life. So that's the first part of it. That That's not necessarily closing on that side of things, but it is, it's really setting you up for the close at the end. That's the beginning part where you're kind of pre-qualifying and without having a great listening component there, you're really shooting yourself in the foot when it comes time to actually give your presentation and say how this product can implement or impact their life. Right. If you don't fully understand where it is that they're coming from, you can't effectively do that. So that's one of the most important. The other, um, thing that I like to do with listening is doing some gauging of interest and getting feedback from them throughout the process. So instead of doing like one big presentation, talking about different features or different components first and gauging interest from them, you know, you don't want to just show up and tell them everything at once because you might turn them off. Right. That's like when you go to a restaurant and, oh, now I'm trying to come up with an analogy on the fly. <laughs> um, but it's like going to a restaurant and, you know, you've never been there before. And all of a sudden they just start like spewing off all the, um, the specials and, and you're a little bit overwhelmed. You don't really know what to think. And you're like, you kind of want the server to just leave you alone and give you a second to just look at the menu or maybe get them to gauge your interest. And that's the same thing when it comes to presenting the products. If they already have knowledge about the, the company that you work for, then you don't necessarily need to give them as much. Maybe they know more, maybe they know less. And really gauging that interest is important because that's helping you build that bond and that trust um, to be able to actually close with them later. So the other component of gauging interest as you go is understanding whether or not they actually want that product, right? Because they might give you some type of, like what I would say is an objection early on that, you know, you would actually make them feel, or you'd actually d decide that they're a better fit for a different product based on something that they've told you. But if you don't gauge that interest and now you're just constantly working on this one item, well, you may give up after that, right? You might get rejected and give up when really, if you were gauging interest earlier on, you couldn't recognize, like I said, that a better product's better suited for them. 
And then you're improving your sales, but also improving their customer experience, which then is likely to give them a a referral. They're probably going to give you word of mouth advertising for free because they're going to talk about that journey with you. Right. Um, and so the last, sorry, I have two more strategies that have worked really well for me when it comes to closing is, um, the worksheet. And this is probably more challenging for some network marketers because I know you're doing things on the fly. So maybe it could be something that you're doing in like a notepad, but I always have a worksheet to understand for each individual client who they are, you know, how these products would play into their life and what's important to them. And that's beneficial for me in automotive. I always use that too, because you're not necessarily closing someone on the first time you meet them. And that's the same thing in network marketing. Um, so if you have that worksheet, you know, how many hundreds of people are you talking to? If you have some notes somewhere or in a CRM system, I like putting pen to paper. It just allows me to retain that information more. But if you have those notes, then you can go back to that later and understand the best way to present an item to them. Um, And then the last thing I already kind of alluded to this was just that data collection phase at the very beginning when you're pre-qualifying, if you don't really get to know them, you're shooting yourself in the foot later when it comes time to close them, because you don't really have a leg to stand on to be able to actually help them understand how important that product is for them because you don't have a clear picture of why they would need it. Yeah. And that worksheet has helped me so much. And it just makes you feel more prepared and confident for like during the call. And so like as a network marketer, what I would recommend having, having that worksheet in front of you, um, if they're in another company, so maybe this, this call goes like a, um, Usually in network marketers, if you have a call, it's to get a potential business partner or a potential new affiliate. So not usually for a customer. And so maybe you can get them at the beginning to tell you their why, you know, like, so why, why are you wanting, what makes you so interested in this company? And then what Lisa taught me to do is to use their language back to them. So we're not putting words in their mouth. We're actually using what they said, what, why they want to do this. And so, you know, at the end we can be like, so can you see how this business can get you that house on the lake? Or do you, you know, like getting them to say yes, getting them to vision their, their vision while they're on the call with you. So I think that's super good. And what I did with my last um, worksheet that I used, I wrote that for me, it's a little different because I'm in coaching now. So I'm, this was for a network marketing um, coaching client. And so I had the name of their company there. And then I had another section with their kids' names and their spouse's name. And so I used that a little bit. Like, so it just takes like a glance at their page, not even research, but just like a glance at their page to make them feel like you, um, you know them and that they know you. So I think that worksheet was like the, one of the most helpful things to at least feel confident on the call and, you know, take some good notes and, you know, use their language back to them. Yeah. I think, I think the the key component there too, is that the confidence you get, right. It's a grounding component. And I know you and I talked about this because you have yoga experience and you're connected to that. Um, when you're doing a challenging balance pose, you're always told to focus on one spot. And that's what the worksheet really can be on those calls. When you're looking to sign up um, an affiliate as part of your programs or sorry, as part of your network marketing company. And like you said, using their language is so effective. You also mentioned there, you know, getting a yes from them. That's gauging interest. That's really making sure that they're interested that, you know, you're speaking the language and they're listening and they're picking up what you're putting down because if they're not, you know, why are you even going to put yourself out there for that potential rejection? Yes, exactly. And I'm also, I'm a rambler and I get off topic and I think this helps like the call stay focused. I don't give them too much information and then I don't give them too much, um, 
info that's in my program. So like, you know, I don't, I don't go into telling them, uh, the info that they they would be buying. <laughs> so I think that's really huge uh, because I was with my strategy calls, I was ended up ending up treating them like a like a coaching call. Like, you know, like I wanted to help them immediately and you can't always do that. So I think that's so great. Um it actually turns people off to be honest because it's it's giving them just enough that they think, oh okay, I'm empowered to actually go and do this now. When really you and I both know that there's so much to learn as you, as you move into that space. Right. And what happens after they master that is it could be a day. It could be three weeks. It could be a week where they're like the information that I got from wit is amazing, but now they don't have that support and they don't know what the next step is. And so they might actually be turned off from you then. Oh, I can totally see that because yeah, they're like, I just can't do this or this isn't for me, or this doesn't work because they don't have the continued support and the resources to actually make that like a plan. Um, Because we all know like network marketing is and business in general, it's like a whole journey. It's not just like a one step gets you to six figures. Like it's like, (laughs) you have to do a lot of work to get there. And so if if they think, you know, her advice didn't work for me, (laughs) then it may not be good. Exactly. And I think, I'm not sure if you and I talked about this before, but when I worked in automotive sales, I had a mentor who I was really lucky to connect with and we sat right next to each other. So after every, um, interaction with a client in the early stages, I would always go sit down and do, do that. Like what we chatted about for your network marketers is that monthly reset where you're really reflecting on your interactions. And after the first few months of doing well, I thought like, okay, great. I got this. I don't need support anymore. And I needed support still. Right. I really thought that I could do that without, but, um, I think that's the the touching on the other point there with sales in general is network marketing is it can be an easier job once you understand all aspects of the, the, the role. Right. And at the beginning, there's so much excitement and you get a lot of support, but if that support that you have isn't there and it isn't as strong and they're not teaching you strategies that actually work, that's, what's discouraging. And that's what makes people want to leave network marketing when really what you're offering is so great because you're really empowering other women to be able to run their own business in a way where they have support that they can keep continuing to grow. And that's so key with, so that's why I'm like, I love what you're doing. Oh, good. Thanks. Yeah, it, it is. And network marketing is great. I, I think it's one of the best industries out there. And I appreciate you, Lisa, so much for coming on and helping us. Um, one of the common answers I get for my Facebook group where it says, what do you want to learn out of this group is like closing, uh, closing sales, um, you know, getting new team members. So this is super helpful. Um, where can people find you and connect with you? So you can find me right now on Instagram. My handle is at Lisa Dabosky, and I'm just ramping up to do my, my launch of a 12 month sales coaching program for female entrepreneurs and creative and creatives. And there are people who know their services or products are awesome, but they just need to learn how to effectively sell and close. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the details on that program too. It's going to be so good. Um, and I'll have that in the show notes too. So you guys can click the link to connect with Lisa. So good. Thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you so much for asking me what this has been a lot of fun. Yes. And I can't wait for your workshop. I will see you soon. Sounds good. Thanks guys for listening. Bye. I am so proud of you for doing what it takes to take your business to the next level for growing your mind and developing your skills. I can't wait to see you on the next episode, but in the meantime, join our Facebook community, the Balanced Stepline Podcast Community, where we wake up together on Monday mornings and we do an additional training on Thursday evenings. We would love to have you join us. Until then, 
I will see you soon. Namaste.